Welcome to Fantasy Football Head versus Heart. I'm Pete. I'm Dave. Another episode, and if I celebrate when I win, I have to take my defeats like a champ as well. So congratulations. Thank you very much. You played your wild card this week. I did. And um, played it very well. It, it, it went well, yeah. Important thing is that wild card is for it's for the long term. It's nice when it comes off immediately, um, and I guess this is this is one of the reasons why I like waiting a little bit to play my wild card rather than jumping in. You have a few more weeks of information than what what you had when you played yours, mm-hmm. um, and so and I think I've built a squad that will last me for a good five six weeks before I need to make any changes. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. But no, really good start. Seventy three points. What did you get? Forty. Forty. Okay. Terrible game, one. Yeah. But from what we've seen in our in our division, is that the people that did well this week that scored the seventy points all had Salah as captain. Yeah, that was so that was the, the common theme. That was the big thing this week. He he, yeah, he got fifteen points and then thirty if you captained him. Whereas the the more popular captains, loads of people are still on Haaland mm-hmm. just because it's Haaland. Two points. And then Son. Son was the... I had my captaincy on Son until about an hour before the deadline. Yeah. Because it just it seemed like the obvious choice. But as we talked about, never never back the early Again, kickoff feet. I have to bow down to your wealth of knowledge. And the only <laughs> thing I can say is, I don't know whether you watched it, I watched it. Spurs could have been 4-0 up within 10 minutes. Yeah, I know, I know. If, if Son had been on the end of them Richarlison chances, they'd have been home and dry. Yeah, we would be having a, a very different conversation now if yeah. that happened. Because all it takes is one goal as well, and then the floodgates can open. Yeah. But if you don't get that first goal for for ages, then... Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then Spurs went down to 10 men as well, so mm-hmm. they made it even harder for them. And you can't predict those type of things. No. Any team can go down to 10 men, but you just assume that they're not going to. It doesn't happen that often. So, yeah, some captain is really unfortunate this week. Yeah, yeah not, not a good game week for me. Across, I mean, my bench is looking terrible as well um, for injury. Saka coming pulling out. We sort of that. I remember one of the one of the FPL pros was saying probably the worst thing he could have said was he'll probably be in the squad. Mm-hmm. You, you'd much prefer them to come out and say yeah he's not going to make this game. Yeah, and I think I only found out a couple of hours before kickoff, and it was a Sunday game. There's not a lot you can do about it by that point. But mm-hmm. that was one of my bankers that was potentially going to help me. But I guess everyone's got Saka, so mm-hmm. uh, except for me. And I, to be honest, so I, how many players did you change, Dave? Did you did you go full squad or uh, how many retained? Let me count them more. Players did you have? Uh, I've probably swapped about ten players. I think. Wow. Ten or eleven. So I did go. It was pretty much a full squad yeah. rebuild. I only kept Turner, Udogi, uh, Madison, and Harland. Yeah, they were the only people I actually kept. Yeah. So and you flew up the table. Yeah, no, but that's what was it? Seventy-two points. Seventy-three. Seventy-three. So, yeah, points. up to up to fifth, I think. Now, yeah, up to fifth. Still behind Rayhan, who still hasn't made the change yet. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. Ridiculous, but yeah, there's there's a bit of a, a bit of a common theme now with the, the players that the teams that sorry that are doing well every week, um, and th- those teams have risen to the top now. I've noticed the person who's leading our mini league, Will. We have almost an identical squad. Um, the only difference this week was he captain Madison, whereas I captain Salah. Mm-hmm. But he had Van der Ven, so the Spurs uh, defender who scored. Um, and again, sheet as well, right? Queens, yeah, so he got 15 points, yeah. which counteracted the 15 extra points I got for Salah. Haaland's captaincy. Yeah. So we, we, we did almost exactly the same. 
So that brings me on to a point. Obviously, Salah was the was the game changer this weekend. You'd, you'd been talking about him. I think we we dedicated probably ten minutes to how you can incorporate Salah into your team a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think we're going to see a trend of people stopping captaining Haaland or maybe removing him entirely from their teams? Or Well, City have got their most difficult run fixtures of the season, um, starting with Arsenal, mm-hmm. which Haaland in that actually was, was really bad. He was roughed up, wasn't he, as well, by Saliba? Yeah, it? it's the first time you've seen him and thought, actually, someone has worked him out and, and, mm-hmm. and really got to him. He had. We've talked about expected goals before. This is the amount of shots you get and how likely they are to go in. Haaland had a 0.00 expected goals, which basically means wow. he didn't have any chances. God, is that right? Yeah. That's, and that's, but then that's not Haaland's fault necessarily. It's the service that he's got. So well, I, that brings me on to quite an interesting point because I think with City, their two losses, which is the first time in five years they've lost two on the bounce, coincides with Rodri's suspension. Yeah. And that added to the fact that he has not had De Bruyne or either. Silver, I think, returned against Arsenal, but he's been out the majority of the season. I mean, if you take the central midfield out of any team in the Premier League, they're going to struggle, but they're just not creating chances for Haaland by the looks of it. No, and uh, yeah, the Rod- Rodri one is a big miss because it means that there's there's more of a defensive onus on the attacking midfielders to stay back, whereas, because yeah. I think it was Bernardo Silva that played in the de- in that Rodri role, and he's just not built at all to do that job. Not to compete with Erdegaard and no. Rice. It's just not going to happen. No, so they, they've really struggled with that. And yeah, with, without De Bruyne there as well, mm. the creativity is just it's just really, really lacking. So until Rodri's... Well, whenever Rodri's back, is he back next game? So I'm thinking he must have got a three-match ban, right? Was it a straight red for the strangle? It was a strangle, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? So he's missed two and they've lost both of those. Yeah. So he'll miss this... Maybe he's missing Brighton as well, which again means... if. It could be the same where Harlan struggles to get chances. Well, the last thing you don't want to have is a defensive midfield against Brighton. Mm. They can really hurt you. Yeah, that they're attacking players. They played really good. well against Liverpool. That was a cracking game. This yeah, it was. it was. So yeah. I've, I've gone right down the table, Dave. I'm in 18th place now. Mm. Poor. I need your help again. I think. That's <laughs> well, let's let's resume our roles of me trying to talk sense. Forgetting about all this whimsical stuff, and yeah. What you mean is the dream of me beating you? Is that what, you're, <laughs> is that what you mean? Yeah, I, I felt it was a little bit. I was a little bit nervous. I have to admit when you went ahead of me, and yeah, I was starting to doubt doubt myself. But yeah. I saw you walking around just kicking the ground. <laughs> just had my head down all with the time. "Hello Darkness," my old friend playing. Yeah, it's I walk around with my with my earphones all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so we, yeah, we feels like things have kind of reset now and, and what's what's good for me but bad for you is that it's an international break mm-hmm. and so you have to wallow in this for like for two weeks whereas I'm nice and happy now that so I can enjoy this international break and look forwards um, the best the best advice I think especially if you just had a bad week or a bad couple of weeks is just forget it for a week or so you don't have to think about fantasy football now until that international break's over um, I think I'll feel a lot better when the three yellows and reds that I've got in my squad at the moment, hopefully, yeah. that might play into my favour. Saka's been Saka's left as out the squad, so yeah. that's a good good couple of weeks for him to recover. So he should be back, yeah, unless he needs surgery or something. But we'll 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 see. 
Um, and yeah, it, it gives it does give the other couple of players some time to recover as well. Mm. Like, I think Reguilón should be back for Man United fairly soon. Yeah, he was meant to be back last week, I think. So your, your team should look at, in, a, in a bit of a better state. I think. Now the head versus heart part for me on the on the flip side of in previous seasons, you know, not being able to put Tottenham players in and you know playing that side of the, the game. This side of it is that I know that West Ham have got a decent run coming up. I know there's no easy games, but more winnable games, Mm -hmm. I should probably rephrase. But I don't want to jinx West Ham by putting him in, because that's (laughs) happened in the past as well. Like, I've gone, all right, let's put him in. He's on a good run, or, you know, he's got some good games coming up, and then they don't do anything. So... I don't know whether what 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 do I do? <laughs> Would you be bringing any West Ham players in? Um, yeah. Yeah. So you you have to pick. Forget your allegiances and whatever. Pick the players that you think are going to score the most points. Yeah. If you think Bowen, Ward, Prowse are going to score the most points, mm. then just put them in your team. Um, it's it's if they it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a weird one because if they do well then you're going to be happy mm-hmm. because West Ham are probably going to do well as well. Yeah. Um, but if they do badly, it's doubly as bad because yeah. both your, your players have failed and your team has lost as well. That's a fair point. But, yeah, the, for me, the, the potential, the happiness, mm. yeah, probably go, go with that. Look on the, look on the positive side. Uh, yeah, with, with West Ham players, a load of people brought them in about two to three weeks ago when they started to score. So Ward Prowse got returned several weeks in a row. And people started bringing them in. Now, people have very short-term memories in fantasy football. You get frustrated very quickly. Yeah. Sometimes one or two weeks, you think, I've made a terrible decision there. I'm going to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. I think with West Ham players, if they don't return maybe in the next game, people will be dropping them again, which is a great time to bring them in because mm-hmm. you're looking ahead. They've got good fixtures. If, even if people are moving away from them, that is just more opportunity for you to to capitalise on it that's a really good point because Villa's next Villa away which yeah. isn't it's probably the, the difficult one of that's the their final game mm. and then they've got a lovely run so it will be week 10 I think um, I'll be bringing in it'll probably be Bowen the way that I've set my team structure up now and this is the compromise you make when you bring in a big player like Salah is that you have to cut the money from somewhere and I've cut mine from the mid, from the other midfield positions. I've still got two strikers, um, Harland and Watkins. Could downgrade Watkins, I suppose, at some point. But again, Villa's fixtures are really good coming up, so you mm. want them. Yeah. What I've had to do is compromise and, and actually remove the other eight million, eight point five million midfielders. So if I want to get Saka back in, I've actually got to get rid of Son to do that. Mm-hmm. I've got to downgrade because I've not got any money in the bank. What it means, though, and what's more likely, is that, that I've got to accept now that that's my structure for the foreseeable future, which means players like Madison and Bowen could switch mm-hmm. to their same value. Yeah, I've got Diaby and Mitoma, which are two fairly low values, 6.6, 6.7 million players. I've really got to look at rotating those with other 6, 6.5, 6.6 million pound players yeah. as my way of changing things up in the future. Unless I get rid of one of my big players or significantly downgrade somebody. <clears throat> so it could be Son. I could take Son out in a few... I think Tottenham's fixtures turn in a couple of games. They're not quite as good, so you probably don't need three Tottenham players. So I could potentially downgrade Son. Um, the interesting thing with Tottenham is, though, that there's no European football and they're already out of the Carabao Cup. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be no 
like he's going to play strongest eleven week in week out. I think with Saka, what's really interesting, what we've seen from the start of the season, that he's not on pens all the time. That's not a certainty. And if they're playing Champions League football, they're. I mean, one of the stats that blew my mind was that that's the first game Saka's missed in eighty-eight. Yeah, consecutive Premier that's, League. That's a great so stat. That. that that's phenomenal. So he he clearly doesn't get rotated much, but. Arsenal haven't had Champions League in previous seasons, so that could slip in as well. So Son playing as a striker and probably playing every match. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting one, that. Yeah. So do you do you sacrifice? Because he, he hasn't been playing 90 minutes. He's been playing about 75 minutes every game, but he's had a lingering... Groin injury, injury or something. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Hopefully he can sort that out and then he'll, be, he'll play 90 minutes every match. That's what he's done in previous years. If that's the case, even if Tottenham have got some slightly dodgy fixtures, if you've got someone who's guaranteed to be playing up front 90 minutes as a midfielder, then maybe you, you actually just don't bring in someone like Saka or Fernandes or whoever else at that price mm. and just say, I'm going to trust in some to do that because he can score against anybody. So maybe I just... I, I haven't actually got many transfers planned other than to bring a West Ham player in. Yeah. There's nothing else over the next four to five weeks that I really want to do yet. Just depends on injuries, um, but yeah, I'm pretty pretty happy with how that's gone. So I'm looking at your wildcard team, and it's quite strange not to see any Man United or Chelsea players. Yep, moved away. Finally, got rid of them all. Yeah, then, got got away from Cohen's, Sterling. Coincided with <laughs> Sterling having the game of his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he's done, isn't it? Twice a season, loads and loads of points. Yeah, but yeah, in that one game. He scored more points than all of the Chelsea players for four or five weeks got me in total. Yeah. It's just it's just a little kick, kicking the kicking the balls, isn't it, really? So I had a look actually at the um the highest scoring team. And once again, I, th- I think is this is this norm, Dave, that the highest game week is always on a bench boost? Um it's not it's not always the case, but there's this usually a it's usually a chip of some kind. So because the, the midfield, the the person who the highest Game week this week was 120 points. Now, across the midfield, they had Willem, Madison, Sterling and Salah, which obviously a decent haul there. Up front, Isak and Darwin, mm-hmm. so 18 points up front. Uh, the defence, Pedro, Porro and Trippier both got six points each, but the goalkeeper and the other two defenders only got six points between them, mm-hmm. which wasn't actually that much of a standout. But then the bench obviously comes in, Watkins, Udoggi and Pickford. So what's interesting, if you, um, on the view that I've got, I'm on the app at the moment, when you click on Team of the Week, what you can usually do is scroll back to see what their team was last week. Okay. Can't do that on this person, which means they've only just set the team up. Oh, right. So they've created their team this week, maybe purely with the intention of getting the highest score. Oh, right. So that's that's always one way to check. Sometimes sometimes the people that win the game week have, have got normal teams and they've just got really lucky one week. Usually, it's either somebody who has made 15 transfers and they've picked, I don't know, three Forest players, three Fulham players, teams mm-hmm. that just happen to have done well that week and triple captained Willian or somebody like that. Um, or it's teams that have just set up their, their, their team from scratch purely with the intention of, of being famous for, for one game week. And it looks like that's what's happened here. Yeah, if you actually look, so across the season, I think the highest... Points total this season is 156. Oh, that was, and, and it wasn't a bench boost. It was actually a triple captain that was played, um, and it was the week that Watkins scored his hat trick. So he scored 69. Oh, wow! Points. Yeah, 
See, that is ridiculous. That is a lot of points. <laughs> From one player. Yeah, I mean, that's a... Other than the, um, other than the Luton um, Burnley game, of which they had no players, yeah, he, he, that's a single game week to score 156 points in a single game week. He scored more with Ollie Watkins that week than I did in my entire <laughs> this game week. That's, that puts it in perspective. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it just works out for you. But even that team, 156 points, zero points from the goalkeeper. Neither of the goalkeepers played. So that no. could have been even better. Actually, that, that reminds me, this is the first week in five game weeks, I think, where my goalkeeper rotation hasn't, hasn't yielded results. Mm-hmm. So Leno and, and Ariola have, have scored clean sheets, I think, four, four weeks in consecutively. Um, but yeah, this weekend, Sheffield United scored and, and Newcastle scored, so I didn't get, that didn't work out for me. Mm-hmm. So if we look ahead to fixtures for game week nine, absolute humdinger and really interested to get your take on this one, Dave. The early kickoff is Liverpool-Everton, the Merseyside derby, and you've currently got Salah as your captain. Yeah. So, so is, he, is he coming out now that he's on a 12.30 kickoff? 100%, yeah. I've been burned many times before doing this. So with this game, Liverpool-Everton, you look at it, you'd think it's probably going to be a walkover for Liverpool. Everton have had a bit of a resurgence recently, though. Liverpool's still looking shaky. Defensively, yeah. Defensively, and they haven't quite made up their mind about what their starting front three is. Mm -hmm. Midfield needs a bit of work. I don't know if this is going to be a walkover. I might come back to regret saying that, but it's probably going to be a bit trickier than what people think. And these games tend to to have a couple of goals in it mm-hmm. but it's normally it's, a red card as well normally yeah there's probably a red card but you don't know who it's going to come from yeah. you can imagine Darwin losing his temper and going through somebody but mm. quite as equal just as equally any any Everton player defender could get sent off as well so you know, yeah it's, it's it's not a game that I'm confident that Salah would is, is going to score loads of points in you'd probably expect him to be involved in a goal maybe even score one if they get a penalty yep. these are the types of games where there could be there could quite easily be a penalty um, you'd expect him to get on the score sheet but yeah not guaranteed I, I think I'm preferring the look of Man City against Brighton mm-hmm. I know City lost just lost a couple of games but it is Man City and Pep doesn't stand for that kind of performance very well, often. It's the first time they've lost two back-to-back for yeah. five years. He's not going to be happy. They've got a couple of weeks international break to sort it out. He'll probably come up with some weird adjustment to the formation. He's going to play Edison up front. So Yeah, something like that, which probably wouldn't be a bad thing, actually. He can lever it. There's no um, that. Yeah, and uh, I, I, would, I reckon Haaland is going to be, is going to be the man next mm-hmm. week. There has been a bit of a trend, and we, we spoke about this earlier, uh, of people selling Haaland so one of the one of the ways that you get Salah into your team if you don't want to compromise on other strikers or midfielders maybe you want Trippier or Trent somebody like that in your defence you have to get rid of Haaland unless you've got insane value of your team you've made loads of money uh, you have to get rid of Haaland um, so shout out to my mate Ross who I know listens to this um, he he was asking for something a little bit original to do because he was dr- struggling in his mini league. Mm-hmm. So I suggested actually getting rid of Haaland. Um, now, when you whenever the other team in your mini league has got Haaland, and we know how brutal he can be, yeah. he can he can bang a hat trick in against anybody. It's a big risk to do that, 
But after saying that, one of the one of the bigger content creators on YouTube, FPL Raptor, di- decided to do the same. Right. So he's actually dropped Harland from his team and just gone with a really beefy squad. And so far, I mean, it's only been one week. You can't judge it how successful it's been on one week. Yeah. It's more like a seven to eight week thing. Um, it's worked so far because teams with Harland in and no Salah or you know your old school players like Rashford and Fernandez, who people most people have moved on from now. They they kind of scored similar to you. The average was about forty five points this week, I think. Mm. Um, teams that had actually gone without Haaland were more up in the fifties or sixties because it means you can take you can get a slightly better version of every player. So I've had to compromise on Dan Byrne for Newcastle defence. Mm-hmm. Without Haaland, you can get Trippier in, and when Trippier is so much better than Byrne because just he gets assists as well. Yeah, saying that though, Byrne found himself in the box a hell of a lot against us, and not just a corners and free kicks there was, a, there, was a, there was a few instances where he, he won headers and Areola had to pull off some good saves mm-hmm. but yeah I think Newcastle everyone's going to have a Newcastle defender in aren't they and as you say Trippier comes in more expensive because he's an assist king isn't he yeah so we'll, we'll yeah it's gone alright for, for Ross this week yeah. we'll have to see over the long term whether that was a good idea is that going to be a new feature we're going to have Ross Corner and we're just <laughs> focus on his team he's going to hate you if he starts like if, if Harlem bags four against Brighton yeah. we've highlighted it now uh, so obviously no game week uh, this weekend um, the next game weekend due to international duty is Saturday the 21st of October three televised games on the Saturday uh, the early kickoff on the Saturday means that you've got to have your team locked in by 11 o'clock there's no Friday night game. There is a Saturday 8 o'clock game. I quite like those, actually. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I would, but I quite like those because I'm old now and I don't go to nightclubbing. <laughs> uh, only one game on a Sunday, which is a change. So Saturday is quite stacked fixture-wise. One game on the Sunday, one on the Monday. Mm. Uh, a few London derbies as well. So you've got Chelsea, Arsenal, and you've got uh, Tottenham versus Fulham. Yeah, it's a big, big Saturday, actually. And... Oh, mind you, the, the 8 o'clock game is Sheffield United against Man United. So yeah, it's an easy Sheffield United win. 1-0. <laughs> it's got 1-0 written all over. Unless they bring on McTominay in the 90th <laughs> I actually was looking at, um, I think, the highest points total at the close of play on Saturday before Sunday's games was a guy that had McTominay in his team. What a game he had. McTominay, yeah. Six minutes, two goals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to have a look and see how many people have brought in McTominay. What, just off the back of those two goals? Because there was a game about two years ago. He, he does this every year and he'll bang in two goals in a game. Everyone brings him in afterwards thinking they, they're onto something. Um, let, me, let me just find him. I, I'm scrolled so far I can't actually, can't actually see where he is because he can't be worth anything. Here we go. 4.8 million, wow. 21 points all season. So does that mean he was five and he's gone down to... He can't have gone up no, three mil, can he? He won't have, he won't have. Um, and actually, people haven't re- don't, don't seem to have reacted to it. He's only had 6,000 transfers in. I just um, think people are just avoiding Man United, to be honest. I mean, the goalkeeper looks shaky. The defence looks shaky. Mm-hmm. Rashford's not returning. I think he got subbed early doors, didn't he, Rashford? He didn't make the full game, no. Um, there were rumours before the match that he was potentially going to be dropped anyway. Wow. So Is that because they heard you'd finally removed him? <laughs> they said if Dave's lost face, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that's it for this game week. We uh, we wish you well. Switch off because it's international game uh, week, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. I've been Pete. I've been Dave. <laughs>